0: What is up guys, it's Andy Purcell and this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society and Welcome to motherfucking reality guys Today we have Q and AF, that's where you get to submit the Q's and we give you the AF's you can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions into
1: askandy at com.
0: Or, uh, now that we're on YouTube, you can go on YouTube on the Q&AF episodes and drop your question down there in the comments. Don't forget to click subscribe. If this is your first time listening, we have multiple shows within the show. We're going to have Q&AF today, and then uh, tomorrow, we're going to have CTI. And then later in the week, we're probably going to have Real Talk. And then we have 75 Hard Verses. That's basically the four different shows. I go through the intro on every show. I don't feel like doing it today. So uh, pay the fee. If the show's good, share it. That's how it works. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into it, man. I got yeah. some good ones for you. Let's get uh, let's going with question number one. Um,
1: Andy, in your latest Real Talk, uh, you said that when other countries look at America, they don't say nice things. I agree with you. I think our people have lost a lot of respect for our country. And a lot has to do with the way our current administration has been running our country. They've kicked out soldiers who refuse the jab and have been promoting this woke ideology. In your mind, and in your opinion, what do you think we need to do to gain the respect of other countries again?
0: Uh, Well, I think, uh, you know, something that would probably be a good idea to start with is like, you know, not send our troops over to their, where they live and kill their fucking people and blow up their cities and, destroy their infrastructure and put them back fucking 50 years I mean that would be a good start you know a, 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 f- a good follow-up to that would like to not promote our military to be uh, transgender individuals uh, who have mental illness who are completely weak and useless members of our military um, you know promoting uh, things in our school system that actually create high quality high achievement high drive high discipline individuals that are going to be productive citizens instead of uh you know teaching little children about sex or uh transgender ideology or any of this other crazy shit i think you know uh stopping the idea of we're going to reward people based upon the color of their skin or the gender that they were uh born um in life, you know, we turn this back into a, a straight meritocracy where the best win and the best fucking produce and the best get the opportunity. And that you, if you want to be the best, you have to work to be the best. Uh, that's the world I grew up in. I respect that kind of thought process. You know, when I look at other countries that are, uh, you know, like, for example, and people are going to get pissed when I say this, but uh, when I see China raising their kids to learn math and science and rewarding their kids to learn math and science and then sending them to boot camps in the summertime where they run around and, and uh, learn how to operate weapons and camp and survive and do the things that need to be done as like an individual, um, you know, an autonomous individual. Uh, I actually think that's what the fuck we should be doing. And we should be doing a lot of that. And that's really what, kind of like what the era was when I grew up. OK, when I grew up, like if you wanted to get a trophy at your baseball tournament or your T-ball tournament, guess what? You had to fucking win. And if you didn't win, guess what happened? You didn't get a trophy. You get shit. Okay. You know, if you wanted to pass a, uh, if you wanted to get an A in school, you had to uh, study. If you wanted to start on the football team, you had to fucking work. Okay. This is the reality of life. And we're dealing with a weak ideology that is intentionally installed, um, that is Marxist and communist in nature, that is designed to make the generations, the young generations of America, completely inept and useless and weak and that makes our country vulnerable and you know i see people say things like well this generation is totally fucked well if that generation is totally fucked that means we're all totally fucked because at some point in time that generation has to come to the uh point in their life where they're carrying the load of this country they become the doctors they become the the uh engineers they become the scientists they become the Politicians, they become the soldiers. And if you have an entire generation of children who have been taught that the only thing that matters is how they feel about things instead of how things are in reality, and they cry and whine and pout and scream, and do and we have a generation of adults that do this now? Like we have a generation of 25 and under adults that think that by them throwing temper tantrums, that's what produces the result because no one ever corrected them along the way. And in fact, that's what they were taught. So this ideology is already super deep and super infected into American culture. And I've been talking about this in public on my podcast since 2015, all right? Uh, but we're to a point now where a lot of these people have become adults. They've been told falsehoods about reality throughout their entire childhood. They've been told that everything is fair. They've been told that everything is equal. They've been told that, um, you know, You get rewarded for showing up. They've been told that, uh, you know, all these things that are not true. And they've been told that, you know, being uh, masculine is unhealthy and damaging. Uh, Now we're having exercise villainized to make that seem like it's bad. So, you know, I would say reversing all of that would be a good start. And that would be the start because this is going to take 20 years to reverse. That's what you guys don't understand. You know, people keep saying, oh, that generation, that generation. No, there's 20 years of fucked up people right now. 20 years. When those people are between the ages of 30 and 50, what do you think is going to happen to this country? Do you not get it? Like, so it's more, it's not just about respect from the other countries. It's about our country not collapsing. That's where we're at. And like, dude, we've, by my math, we've got about another unless they do some drastic stuff, which I believe they're going to do, because I don't believe that they have the belief of the people anymore. So I believe they're going to have to rush their agenda of the collapse of America along. So they're going to do something drastic. But if they don't do something drastic, by my math, I think we have another 15 years before we have a 20-year span between 30 and 50. They're not able to really produce unless massive correction has taken place. And so, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, not promoting uh, children cutting off their fucking penises or, you know, uh, doing all this goofy ass shit that like, you know, we're promoting. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with Trump's philosophy. I think that's a strong philosophy. Uh, you get peace through strength. You have a strong military that doesn't go around the world and get f- involved in all the bullshit defends our country, defends our people, defends our interests, and lets everybody else go do their shit. You know, like America first, real America first agenda. People first, the economy first, manufacturing first, the cities first, and, and the safety of this country first. And that's respectable. If, if, if another country were to live like that, just like I described, would you not look at them and say, well, that's the example of what a country should be? Hmm. And that's the example that America has set for for a long, long time until a bunch of people came along and decided they wanted to fuck it up. And, and a lot of you guys went along with it because you didn't want to be called names. And now here we are. And we're in jeopardy of losing not only uh, what we have right now, but everything that your kids could possibly have, everything that your kids could possibly gain. Your, your kids' lives are actually in danger right now. You're just failing to realize it. And you're afraid to speak up because you're afraid of the, you know, the Karens on the internet yelling at you for saying some shit that is actually true. And so, you know, th- that's my answer. I-, I think there's a lot of things that, there- like if I was living, let's say in Dubai and looking at America, I'd be laughing my fucking ass off right now. With a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting shit, dude. Yeah. Like look at the cities. Like look at, look at, the, look at the shit that's on TV. Look at the shit these people in Hollywood promote. Look at the, like it's, it's just a fucking disgusting place. It's become a disgusting, immoral cesspool of shit. And, and, you know, and that's, people keep saying, oh, well, it's the greatest country in the world. Have you looked around? Bro, Ukraine is nicer than the fucking United States right now. Okay? Like, you don't get it. The reason you keep saying that is because you've been had that drilled in your head your entire life, and you've never been anywhere else. There's lots of places that are a lot nicer than this country. A lot of places in the Middle East are a lot nicer. You guys have been lied to. That's the reality. And we have an opportunity now to stand up, speak up, and draw a line in the sand and say, we're not fucking doing this shit. And to build this country into what it actually should be, not the facade of what we want people to think it is, but actually what it is. And so, you know, getting the respect of other countries is going to come long after we get the respect of ourselves. And we're far off from that right now. Love that, man. Guys, Andy, uh, question number two. Andy, I am currently on my
1: third round of 75 hard, and I have lost over 55 pounds and feel amazing. Uh, I have always been overweight and struggled with my body image, and though it was not the only goal of completing 75 hard, I finally have the body I've always dreamed of having. With these things being said, I am struggling with having those old insecurities
0: creeping in, and I was wondering how you keep them at bay. Hey, look, dude, I I can relate to that. I think anybody can relate to that. That's been out of shape that actually gets in shape. Um, And and for the most part, I think everybody struggles with it. I think everybody, even the people that you see, that are in shape and you say, man, I really love to like look like that person. I bet they have insecurities about their body that like, you know, like they probably get nervous before they have to go to the pool. They probably get a little nervous before they have to take their shirt off or You know, and and dude, I'm no different. Like I, I was fat most of my life. So like for me, that's fucking in me. Like I feel no matter how, no matter how, uh, physically in shape I am, I still have a little hesitation to, this is why you don't dude. like, this is just the truth. I have a pretty good fucking physique for 44 years old. In fact, I have a good, I have a great physique for anybody at any fucking age. That's the truth. Okay. For a guy that's 44 years old, I'm in the top 000000.0000001%. Okay. I still get nervous about taking off my shirt. I got full fucking abs. I'm doing the best I can. I've been putting in the work. You know, fuck, we were at the pool yesterday. There's nobody around. It's just me, DJ, and Sal and his kids. And I'm like, fuck, go take my shirt off. Like, this is why you guys don't see me, you know, flaunting my body all over the internet because, like, dude, it's not, first of all, it's not my identity. And I'll say something about this, too. I think it's funny when people talk about how humble they are. And then every single picture they show is (laughs) themselves with their shirts off. Like you cannot like that's that's a circle square. Yeah. And then those same people (laughs) attack people for having financial success like cars or businesses or houses. And they, they throw stones at those people, but then are too unaware to realize that you're doing the exact same thing with your body and your physique, okay? Oh, I'm proud of my body and physique, I earned that. No shit, you don't think I earned all that other shit? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing, okay? So like, I I could probably do a lot better on social media if I took my shirt off all the time, but it's not comfortable for me. So I can relate to this question a lot. Um, I think the big thing you gotta remember, dude, is that everybody feels the same way and nobody cares, bro. Like, if you're working hard and you're doing what you can do, what else can you do? What else could you have done? You've done the 75 hard three times. You've lost 50 pounds. You built yourself into what, exactly what you want to be. Like, you've done the work, bro. You should be proud of that. And like, you shouldn't hesitate. And I'm, I know that that probably won't cure it because it doesn't cure it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should understand, like, dude, at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you're 100 pounds overweight or 300 pounds over. No one cares. But what, you know, you care. And so, like, you have to understand this is just something that's in your head. It's something that will probably go away the less, um, the more time you stay in the condition that you're in. The longer you stay there, the less you'll have that insecurity because it'll be so far removed from where you were. That's something that I noticed. Yeah. The, the, the longer I stay in, high, in good condition, which for me, um, you know, that really started in 2016. Um, that's when I started really getting my shit together. And so what's that? Uh how many years is that? Seven years? Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, I'm not nearly as bad about it now as I was then. But I think having the dysmorphia, um, especially with what we're surrounded with online, you know, we're surrounded with online like all these people who, you know, let's be quite honest. Most of them have favorable genetics. Most of them uh don't have to work as hard as someone with normal genetics. And they flaunt their shit as if they're living at a higher level than everybody else. They rub it in people's fucking face. And it makes people feel like shit. Because, dude, most people, reality, don't have that sort of genetic composition. Bro, I look at food and gain 10 pounds. Bro, look, dude, I don't even have to look. <laughs> I can just walk past it. Okay. But like, dude, most people are like that. Most it's real people, shit. Yeah. yeah. And so we have these guys and girls on the internet, uh, you know, who show their physiques non-fucking-stop who were blessed. I'm not saying they don't work hard, but they were blessed with favorable genetics, meaning they work really hard, but they also have good genetics. And they have a better look than what you or I or anybody with like regular genetics is going to be able to obtain. And it makes us feel like we're not doing what we can. But like, bro, when you do everything you can and that's what you produce, it is what the fuck it is. You know, you probably got a lot more brains than some of these people. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to also consider some of the blessings that we we did get that those people didn't get.
1: That we just don't see as blessings. Well, we yeah.
0: don't give ourselves credit for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, cuz we're down on ourselves. We're not we're not we're not running around with our shirts off in every fucking Instagram post cuz we look like Zeus, and it, but you know, we look pretty good for us, you know. We're lean, we 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 were healthy. You know, like dude, like my my physique is not genetically gifted it's it's like it's really good for a regular dude you know what i'm saying like that's that's my point like um and people don't consider that and yeah. so we have this shit shoved in our face all day long and it, and it gets to the point where it's like no matter how good you are you still feel bad about yourself and it's not a good way to live you know you should you should understand that you're comparing yourself to people who and i'm not again i'm not taking anything away from them they were prop they probably looked pretty decent before they started training and eating right. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, dude, I have lots of friends that looked pretty good before they actually started training and taking their shit serious. And then once they did, bro, they look crazy, right? That's not most people. Most people are just kind of like plebs, all right? We're just like average people. Right. I'm one of them, so I don't have a problem saying it. Um, and we work really hard and and you know, let's say that other person's 10 is, a, is the 10. That's the benchmark. We might only be able to get to a seven or an eight. That's our best. But that's the reality of genetics and how it plays. And, and, and the truth is, is it really shouldn't matter what other people think of you or what, what other people say about it. It's like, what work have you done? And if you've been doing everything that you can do, you're going to feel good about yourself and you shouldn't take that away from yourself because you've earned it. You know what I mean? So stop telling yourself this bullshit, bro. Like having a perfect physique um, is not reality for most people. Most people, they're going to have their perfect physique, which is, you know. It varies. It's yeah. Nice for everybody. It depends on where you start. It depends on who your parents were. It depends on what you did growing up. It depends on if you played sports or how long you've been doing things. So like, dude, we got to work with what we got. And we got to produce the best out of what we have. And dude, um, you should feel proud about that. That's my answer, man. And and I struggle with this too. I'm not sitting here preaching like, dude, real shit. Like it's uncomfortable for me to walk around with my shirt off. But when I do, people are like, God damn, dude, you look fucking good. But like, I don't feel that way. I only see the shit needs to get better. I only see the shit needs to improve. And that has to do partly with how I'm wired as an entrepreneur. That's all I see in business is where can we get better? But uh, it's a complicated issue and body dysmorphia is a real thing. And I think it's important to understand That your very best may not look as good as some of the other people's very best, but it's your very best and you should be fucking proud of it. And anybody with normal brain uh, that's not a dick is going to look at you and say, dude, you're fucking crushing, man. I'm proud of you. Those are the people you want to be around anyway. That's why I love first form so much, bro, Mm -hmm. because first form is, is not based around these elite athlete, like crazy genetic people. These are just regular fucking people that are living at the highest standard that they can. And I'm surrounded by them. And so, like, dude, you know, not everybody's going to win physique competitions, but fucking most of these people in this building and most of our people on our Legionnaire team and most of our customers do their best to live real life at the highest level that they can. and dude, that to me that inspire that inspires me a fucking million times more than somebody who is gifted with something who's just kind of selling it as their thing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. So I, you know, bro, there's nothing cooler to me to see people like this where you know, they lost 50, 100, you know, or, or in extreme cases, um, like Anthony, you know, 600 pounds, right? And reclaim their life. Like, dude, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know. I, I just feel, I feel very fortunate to be surrounded by people like that. You know what I mean? Because like, dude, that's, those people are right here. They're right in the heart. They're right in the mind. They're, they might not have the Arnold Schwarzenegger perfect physique, right? But, bro, they're fucking working hard, and they're doing the right shit. And to me, that's what fucking matters. I love that, man. Guys, Andy, our third and final question, question number three. Andy,
1: I recently moved my brick-and-mortar store into a mall, uh, and all I hear all day is, oh, I'm just looking. How do you build an actual relationship with the customers that are just looking and don't want to be bothered?
0: Okay, well, the reason they're saying just looking is because you're coming at them like a, a fucking teenage boy at his first set of titties, bro. Okay? <laughs> Th- this is where you're fucking up. All right? You, you're going up with the premise, how can I help you today? Is there anything you're looking for? Like all this cheesy ass shit. How about just go up and have a conversation? Yeah, it's not genuine. I right? worked the retail store. I've probably worked more re- retail transactions than any other single human being I know. Okay? And that's what's given me all the skills, all the skills that you guys know me for or listen to me for or that I've used to build the businesses that I own came from that place. And so I would highly recommend getting yourself in this situation because the skills that can be obtained through that amount of reps are are invaluable to success. And they're only becoming more valuable as things become more automated because as AI gets implemented, as things become more automated, there's less and less people with these real people skills, which makes them super fucking valuable, okay? So let's just start with this. Stop walking up to them and being like the cheesy sales guy. All right? Everybody knows this, okay? If you've ever shopped at a place like The Buckle, okay? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, for real. (laughs) Now, I'm not shopped at The Buckle since like 1987, but I'm just saying, we've all been in there at least once. And you go in there and, you know, you're looking for a pair of jeans or whatever, right? And you you go in the closet and, and you're in the fucking thing changing and you're putting on the jeans and all of a sudden the shit starts flying over the fucking door, bro. <laughs> like this shirt and that shirt. And, this, and, and you start hearing this person talk on the other side. I think this will look really good on you. I think this, I'm like, bro, I'm fucking a hundred pounds overweight. That ain't going to look good. Like, so like you get attacked, right? Yeah. And people are so used to this attacking in a retail environment, what do you think you should do? If they're so used to getting attacked, the, probably the good idea is to not attack, all right? And make them comfortable. And so one thing that I used to do that I teach to our team that has become super valuable in my life is finding common ground that doesn't have to do with the obvious situation at hand. For example, I love cars, okay. Uh, most of you guys know that I'm a huge car fanatic. It's probably my my big. It's my biggest passion in life outside of business uh, and dogs, okay. Uh, <laughs> but
1: cars, business,
0: dogs. Yeah. Right, no, right. I think dogs are at the top, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I would try to find like people. I where I worked in retail stores, I could see what people drove up in. All right, and you can adjust this technique, however. Like it could be what shoes they're wearing. It could be something about them that's unique. It could be something going on in the world. It could be something going on outside in the main uh, thoroughfare of the mall, right? But we want to find common ground. And one of the things I used to do that uh, just because I was interested in cars is like when someone would drive up in a car that was cool, I would make conversation about the car because if someone drives a cool car, and by the way, cool car doesn't mean like, Ferrari it doesn't mean expensive okay a lot of people make their like when you don't have any money this is what I did I made my car cool like I went to fucking AutoZone I got the shit I stuck the shit on my car the stick on pipe yes bro I did it (laughs) all right I did it
1: but that's all I could
0: afford so I made my car cool and I fucking was proud of it like I drove a jeep with no top it had some fucking cool you know little trinkets and shit on it I thought it was for me it was cool okay And so, like, you have to understand it's not about how much the car costs. And this is one of the coolest things about car culture is that true car people don't give a fuck about the how much the car costs. They, they care about, like, they understand the fucking culture. Like, Tell me the story. Where'd like, bro, you, get it? you could drive. Yeah. Like, dude, one of the coolest cars I think out there is a Subaru, a Subaru WRX STI that are fucking totally built out. I've never owned one, and that's something I want to own. Um, and I could easily go buy one, right? But... The point is, is like that's way below really any of my other shit price wise. But I think it's like one of the coolest cars in the fucking world. Like I, I think everything's cool if they think it's cool. So what I used to do is when I see someone, you know, like back in that day, bro, people would like modify their Dodge Neons and shit. Right. So they'd roll up. They'd have a blacked out Dodge Neon with tinted windows. And you could just look and you could tell they're driving that car intentionally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I would make conversation about their car. I would say, dude, I like what you did with that, man. It looks fucking good. You know, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, really? i be like, yeah. And we start talking about that. And that breaks down all those barriers. And dude, then they don't have an opportunity to tell you you're just looking. Okay? Another thing that you can do is, uh, bro, you know, because you can't like always, this is a higher level question. This is something for Arate. I'm getting into something else. The point is, is that you try to find something common that you're genuinely interested in and talk about it. All right, and this doesn't mean be cheesy and fake like you're interested in. It because if you fake interests in that same scenario, if I fucking, if I fucking wasn't interested in cars and I tried to fucking fake blow this dude's ego up about his car, and I didn't think it was cool, he'd be able to tell. You could tell that. Okay, and all of you can tell that. You all know when you're being bullshitting. So my recommendation is very simple. Practice talking to people about things that are irrelevant to the sales transaction when you first meet them. Another thing is, is if you have a business, uh, like if you own the business, you know, maybe maybe look at it like this. How much, is a, how much is a bottle of water cost you if you go to Costco and buy it on a pallet? It's like fucking 11 cents, okay? So if you took your 11 cent water and put had a fridge in the back, and when your people walked in the door, your customers, your prospective customers, you just walked over with the water, said, here, enjoy a complimentary water when you're, when you're enjoying, uh, or when you're looking around. Bro, that's a way to break the ice. Oh, thank you very much. Or, Man, it's oh, no, fucking thank, hot outside. Yeah, here you, you, go, bro. you don't ask them if they want it. You give it to them. Like, there's all kinds mm. of shit. We teach all this shit in our Like All this shit we're talking about, we teach these techniques. Um, but the point is, is that, Creating rapport around commonalities when there's a a sales question in place is important to break down the barrier of the resistance because, dude, these people are going to usually they're used to going into places like the buckle where they get harassed. Okay, they're used to going into places, um, you know, really anywhere, bro, where the people are just up your ass. How refreshing would it be if you went into it? Like, think of it as the customer. Think of it like you're the customer. What would be cool if you walked into a place? How would it be cool to be treated? How do you want to be treated? And start treating your customers that way. That's what works, okay? So stop attacking them. Start getting to know them and change your intent from, I'm trying to sell to, I'm actually just trying to make friends. And and it'll fix most of your problems. Changing your, your intent, what I just said, from selling to making friends, because really what business are you in? Are you, I don't even know, did he say? No, I didn't. Okay, because it doesn't matter, because ultimately you're in the business of accumulating customers. So shouldn't the intent be to make this person a friend so at least, even if they don't buy anything, they at least walk out and they say, dude, I went to fucking Andy's store, that guy's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Should, isn't that worth a conversation? Isn't that worth some effort? See, a lot of you guys are so short-sighted, you don't understand that you're actually pushing negative word of mouth out the door because of how pushy you are in the environment. You walk up to these people and you're attacking them and they're like, oh, I'm just looking. And they fucking, you know, what they do is they walk out of the store and they're like, yeah, that store's cool. It's good. They got some good shit. But like, bro, they're on you like like flies on shit. Like right? the when you, walk... you
1: ever been to the buckle
0: though? Yeah, <laughs> bro. And you don't want that shit. You want the opposite of that. So how do you want to be treated? Find commonalities. Work to make friends. Make it your genuine intent. And remember, you're not in the business of selling whatever it is you sell. You're in the business of accumulating fucking customers. You do that by making friends. Make a friend. Make a sale. It's very simple. Love that, man. Guys. Andy.
1: That's three. Yeah, go pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck up, bow, Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on road, Can't fold. Just a no head shot case closed